Yeah, no, I've, I've secretly wanted to come on your show since we since we first met. So really? Here we are. Oh, well, no, because I, I I do actually quite. I've gone from I've gone from finding podcasts like completely pointless. Yeah. To just like to not understanding how how and why people listen to them to actually really kind of appreciating them. You've got we're rolling, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we are. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but you got good chat, and since I met you, you like you love to talk. So I thought in my head, in like. It, Podcasts are perfect for you, you know. Yeah, well, no, they're they're, they're a good little. They're, they're they're great fun. They're actually good fun, and it depends who you're doing them with, obviously. But how many uh, podcasts have you got? I know you got one with your missus. I have two, so I have okay. one with my wife, yeah, uh, which I love. I kind of recently developed a love for it. Okay. Like before, I found it like a chore's a bit of the wrong word. I just didn't. I didn't. I felt like it was all slightly forced, like kind of organized fun. Yeah, you know, when like, oh, it's Christmas, you have to have a good time. You know, I'm kind of like I, I just find organized fun to be a bit annoying. But actually, she's brilliant uh, and and is, is. and is very natural and great. And, yeah. and now I feel like we have quite good kind of back and forth banter. Like we used to rev each other up, and it used to just be forced. Like, well, Lord, it's not yeah. great, you know. Okay. And anyway, but now I, I think we've got the pod to a, to a good place now. When you were doing that, was it like? Were you ever worried that she might say something that she might hot you up, or no, I think, well, or you do, the, or you on mate, the other hand do it to her? I initially, so we we first started the pod when I'd literally just launched my business, and I was you know quite consumed by the business, so yeah. I was my head was only in that, and I probably took myself too seriously, yeah, you know, for like a period of time, and uh, you know, I like would consider myself to just be just 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 all, all in to that. So I would see the podcast as like a thing on the side that I didn't yeah. really care about. But yeah. actually she's so popular and people love her so much. Yeah. So actually it's a bit of a gift to be on a podcast. 100%. With her. You know, she she's easily what people, you know, who people would prefer she's got a great to listen personality. to. Yeah. So do you. So it goes well, it's quite nice. Well. It's, it's nice. It it works well. So I've I've decided that for the hour that it takes <laughs> every yeah. week, it's probably worth you know yeah. putting in putting in a good stint. Because I think I don't know. Like I initially know you from you're like the godfather of reality TV. No, because well, if I think of reality TV, this is not what I see you as right now. Yeah. But when I was younger, that's where I first saw you. Yeah, yeah. Right on Made in Chelsea. How old are you now? I'm 29 now. How old are you? I have to be very careful what I say to to, to, to Diren because he beats me up. No, uh, no, on, no, no, on, no, no, on the mat. No, we know each other from Jets. Like that's where I met. Yeah. Uh, that's where I met you, obviously. But you are the guy. You're the guy that basically controls me so easily on the mats <laughs> that I really want to get dish out banter and chat to you, but like I feel like I can't because I'll just get my arm broken. Do you remember the time when we were sparring? Yeah, and I tap you out. Yeah. And I'm tying my belt yeah. <laughs> without I, even slapping hands. You, <laughs> you yeah. attacked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the only I had to play dirty with you. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, about the only way I can catch up. But it's it's fun rolling with you because I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, you're the sort of person that when you do sign, you want to do it properly and yeah. you kind of give 150%, right? But I'm impatient as well. Okay, yeah. So like it's, it's worse than that because yeah, yeah. like I'll roll with a black belt and I'm so keen to be like him yeah. that like, you know, for a period of time, I'll, yeah. I'll do jiu-jitsu yeah. for like six hours a week or seven hours a week, you know, just to get like, it's good. But, but I, yeah, I, I kind of, I do go quite hard at stuff, but having said that, I got my blue belt and then like relaxed a little bit, you know, and now I train probably less than I should. Although I feel that, you know, I've got, I've got that level of ground game now, yeah. you know, whereby if I ever did get into some altercation in the street and someone was untrained, I think I'd be fine. Yeah, I think you'd be very fine because you're you're quite strong, bruv. Well, I'm all right with it. You're quite strong. And I think, you know, like when you get your blue belt, it's almost like I'm a jiu-jitsu guy now. Yeah, yeah. You know? I when got, I got a blue belt, which was kind of looked purple in colour and Diren was, <laughs> was pretty keen to punish me for said purchase. Um, I came in and literally just got absolutely hammered by everyone who had a blue belt because, because my belt had a twang of purple, which of course was intentional. Yeah, but yeah. but you know, do you know why I did that? Why I said that to you was because I know you're a nice guy, mm. but I also think if you were going to another gym mm. that didn't know you, I actually know you but don't know you. Yeah, yeah. Straight away, they're worse. coming for you. Yeah, they're yeah. coming for you, Lovely. and not not in like a not in a good way. Not in a good way. No, like, like already kind of hurt you. Yeah, like yeah. already kind of judging you without knowing you, which yeah. is why I think like podcasts, yeah, are the best thing to kind of get people to understand you. More because like yeah. when I first met you, 
I remember you. What did you say? You go. So do you think I'm a prick in real life as well? I was like, no, bruv, you're a nice guy, bruv. That's that is that is part of the problem with having done so much uh, reality TV is that in order for the show to be interesting, you have to, had to create drama. Like if you wanted to be a leading character in the show, yeah, you had to be at the center okay. of the drama. Mm. Like it's part of the job. Yeah, like and it was work, right? You turn up at a certain time. You have you know, a, a mark to stand on. You don't necessarily have lines to say, but you you have a scene to steer. And if it's all cushy and everyone loves each other, everyone tunes off. You know, tunes I, off, turns off, tunes off. I feel out. like you wouldn't have a problem if there was or wasn't lines. I feel like you just... No, no, you just crack on with it. But like my point is, you know, the more drama could be caused, the better the show, you know, and whether people like... I, I always saw... I probably think differently now that I'm a bit hopefully more mature and older and have kids and I'm settled and have a wife, you know, now I see things completely differently, but that back then I saw love and hate as being a commodity. It was the exact same thing. Okay. As long as people are watching the show, yeah. I couldn't have cared less if people like me or not. You know, for me, it was kind of like, I was really in, involved in the show. I wanted the show to win awards. I wanted the show to be, you know, watched by everyone. Yeah. If it's boring, no one's going to watch it. Right. So but you would have I pushed guy. it a bit far. Yeah, like, you know, so so naturally, you know, people do have preconceptions and actually it's it's almost impossible to to get rid of it. Like I've been trying for years now to not be that guy from that show. Yeah. And it's like, you know. It, is, it, it, is there an example of like someone, I don't know, talking to you where you know they're still thinking about that moment, whichever moment that was? You get asked sometimes about like, like everyone assumes that you're really close mates with everyone who's ever done that show. Okay. And like, that's just like, you know, are you friends with everyone that you worked with, no. you know, five, five, ten years ago? No. It's like asking, you know, oh, how, what's, what's Jan up to from ICAP? It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, mate, I haven't seen him in ten years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, it, it's, um, it's, it's all, you know, and it's not that often, to be honest, that I spend time with people that I don't know, but like, yeah. You know, occasionally you'll get a kind of like, oh, what's Francis like in real life? It's just like, he's fine. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He does um, a bit of jets too. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he is good. He competes like fully now. I saw him. I saw him. Yeah, yeah. I he, messaged he, him when he last competed in America. I remember. He's been on the Texas circuit or something for, but he's he's like incredibly, well, I mean, you're you're very good as well, but he's, <laughs> he's, um, He's he yeah he's very good. He's been doing it a lot longer. I mean, he has, he's, yeah. he's he's pretty he's very technical. Like he's a competition maniac. I remember watching it. YouTube spot. That was fun. Mm. <laughs> well, I think he'll be outside of my reach now. Oh, but but, he did but well. then it's kind of like yeah, like back when I think I was a three or four stripe white belt and he mm. was a blue belt and we were he was better than me for sure. But I would get the he was more technical. I'd get minor advantages from physicality from time to time. Yeah, and and now I probably reckon those. Uh, few and far between but it'd be great when he comes back yeah it'd be good do you want to compete i would love to compete yeah i like competing in everything yeah you should do the you should do the english <laughs> open i'm doing that at the end of november oh yeah yeah i'm doing that a lot of boys from ig are, are you going. purple yet no nah, i don't want to be until You're i holding do back for a bit i'm not holding back i just i don't want to i really want to squeeze like the juice out of blue yeah yeah and then really like dominate every blue belt that i see until mm. lovely I dominate most purple belts as well and then i want a purple belt you know yeah. and i think yeah They'll, like RJ, the big dogs there, they'll know when it's time and I, I don't they really might, care. Do they dish out belts easier in Hollywood? Because I see all these like celebrities with like brown belts and I'm thinking... I haven't seen it here, yeah. but what I have seen in Hollywood with like... It, it's I mean, almost, I get that they dish them out to the UFC guys, like obviously, yeah, right? They're like, just they're killers. Machines. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. killers. So that's, you know, Israel Adesanya getting, going up through the ranks quickly. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, 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 no yeah, worries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, when you see kind of... Um, it's good for sales. Yeah, I guess. I guess it pulls people in. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's the fastest growing sport at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's great sport. And now it's everywhere. Now yeah. you're getting every... Because it's great because you can go and... Well, you and me can go at it 150% and you yeah. can go home without a broken yeah. nose. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it depends. Well, I did a bit of <laughs> boxing from time to time and it was, uh, and I had that fight against Wayne Bridge that I lost for... for Shut up, have you? Yeah, yeah, I fought Wayne Bridge for sport relief. I've got him on next week or the week after. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a machine. Is he? Well, yeah, I mean, maybe not to you. I don't know. To me, it was, no, it was he, slightly he alarming. He was a machine on the pitch. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a professional athlete who's probably more competitive than me uh, <laughs> and I was told 
that he was like this wimpy footballer and he's not. He's not. At all. No. Like, like they were like, so I stepped in with six weeks left to the fight because yeah. somebody bailed on it, probably because they found yeah. out that Wayne was the total machine. And um and yeah, they, they were like, will you take this fight? And I was like, oh, what kind of training am I going to get? They were like, we'll set you up with England camp and like three hours a day every day. And I was like, yeah, great. Well, I'd love the experience anyway, right? Of like learning how to fight that quickly. Yeah. You know, because now I reckon I've got, you know, again, a basic level of boxing that would, you know, is worth having. You, you got know? bloody striking. You got BJJ. You're pretty much an MMA fighter, mate. Mm, I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure it fits with <laughs> with everything else that I do. But but no, I like to think that you know I'd be okay in 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 a problem. Uh, but the but yeah. So 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 the Wayne Bridge that I got to a level where I was sparring, 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 and you're coming home with your nose, you know, sideways and blood everywhere and black yeah. eyes and you know when you're working in TV or, you know, public facing or, or raising money or in any kind of meetings, you, you just look, you know, violent. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you, you do. Know, even though you're just training for, you know, something for charity. Uh, so, yeah, it, it never quite suited me. Did you me, have to make thing. a weight as well? Uh, no, we just had to be like, it was pretty vague. We had to be around 80 kilos. I was 80, I was 80 kilos on the nose. Um, they say that he was too. He looked heavier to me. He's a, he's, yeah. He's a unit. Yeah, he is. And also he's like straight down the barrel. So like he, there was no messing around from him. It was just like straight, like just straight down the barrel. And I thought to myself really early in the fight, I was just like, I, I've got to cause some damage in round one or I'm not going to like get yeah. through this. Cause he's just so, he was just so perfect. Yeah. Almost. And uh, and anyway, I have great respect for him. I lost the fight. I didn't go down or anything, but I think he was quite nice to me in the last round. And even even though you've done, you know, just countless hours of sparring, you know, I, I you gas because you're not used to it. You know, of big course. crowd, and you know that however many millions of people are watching it, and or whatever, or will watch it. And yeah, it was um, it was quite the experience. I was like very fit at the time, but your your fight experience isn't there, and it just dissipates from you, of course, because you're just you just lose it all. Yeah. But anyway. Because the lights are on. It's, yeah. it's it's different sort of pressure. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? That's why I'm excited to compete because I've never competed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you'd be very good at it. You, you're always quite calm on the mat. Calm but destructive. I appreciate that. That's it. You're like a, you're like a kind of a carpet. <laughs> you know, like if you rolled out one carpet. of those big carpets on someone, <laughs> there's very little you can do. That's you. My guy, that's funny. What? Yeah. <laughs> what um, you're, you do a lot of things. Yeah. I met you doing BJJ. Yeah. Then you did some next shred with Sean Stafford, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just with him today. Oh, wicked. Yeah, Wh- he sends his love, by the way. Oh, wicked. He's a legend. He's yeah. a legend. What? I call him I call him B-Tech Fernando Torres. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, he does look like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What um what was that for? It was for men's health. What was so that, that just that... for a photo shoot or was there something else? No, so that cut was just for men's health. Um and like you wouldn't advise anyone to kind of lose weight that quickly. Like I was on a pretty, pretty severe calorie deficit yeah. for you know I think it was ten weeks that I had in total. Um, I was eating something like fifteen hundred calories, you know, sixteen hundred calories a day, but like strict. So like no apples, no bananas. Like you know, like you know, when you're hungry, you're just hungry. You know, <laughs> like like and that that's that. You know, diet coke becomes your your friend. Yeah, you know? yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you're hungry, you have a diet coke yeah. type thing. And like, oh, it gets easier, but it affects your mood and it affects all sorts, you know, and it affects work and, 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 and whatever. But, you know, and then you get the picture and then it's over type thing. Um, I recently just did the Marathon de Sable. Oh, so is that an ultra marathon? Yes, yeah, so it's, 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 uh, it's 250 kilometers, um, in this case, across, across the Sahara Desert. I thought yeah. it was, like, why did I think it was 100? 156 miles. How long did it take? Five days. So it's in five stages. How are your... Achilles. <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I'm okay. And that is, it was, that's, it's more a test of kind of like, you'd be fine. It's more a test of like mental resilience than anything else. It's not like you're, you know, lacing up and trying to cane a three hour marathon. It's not like that. You know, it's, yeah. it was 59 degrees on one day. It's a self-sufficient race. You're carrying your stuff. Like, so you're, you're kind of marching slash very slow, you yeah. know, jogging for the whole thing. It's more like a, 
oh, wow, you know, we're chipping away these kilometers like pretty slowly. We've got a whole week of it, you know, so. Did you do it? Did you have anyone join you to support you do it? There was 770 people who started, about 350 finished. uh, And no, you kind of pick up mates along the way. And also like you you always go out there usually with someone and you think like, oh, you'll do the whole thing together and you you just don't, you know. So can you sleep in that? How does it work? Yeah, so every night there's a a, a set of bivouacs. So it's it's like they're, they're... they're not tents. Mm-hmm. They're like uh, they're like tarps, I suppose, that are set up so that wind can because because there's kind of sandstorms and stuff. You're in yeah. the middle of the desert, so yeah. like it's set up so that it's not just going to like rip off in the night. So loads of air can pass through it. It's like a a, a, a slight shelter. Yeah, and you you just you you sleep. Uh, and I mean, you're pretty keen to get to sleep. To be honest, you're quite knackered the whole time. There's no cold water. There's no bathrooms. You know, the food is just horrific. You carry all your food with you for the week. That was a, a pretty cathartic like experience. That was like a a rebuilding. Could you sleep being that sore? It was like sore? a rebirth. Yeah. Could you sleep being that sore? Um, yeah, because again, it's not like like I th- I'm sure the lads right at the very front who well, there's there's a small group of Moroccan guys who kind of win it every year. A guy called Rashid. He's a machine. He's won it eleven times, I think. And he's like something else. You know, he like, was born like, in that. Yeah, but but like okay, on the last day, there's an eight and a half kilometer day. It's okay. a tiny day. You know, and it's like a charity run almost the last day, and like you've done it all. And I thought to myself, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run with Rashid for as long as I can, just for fun. You yeah. Know? And like you set off, and I did a fair amount with him, and and like, and then like you hit the sand dunes, and and like every everyone comes to a screeching halt, and you're just like plodding through Let's the sand, go. and he just goes off. It's like like it's like he runs on water or sand in this case. So he's so light basically, and he just he just glides over. This sand that that you know vanishes under your feet, and and you know nobody else can do that. Basically, are you sink into the sand? It's awful. How much do you weigh right now? I weigh about seventy eight kilos now. How much did you weigh going into the race? So I went in at eighty two, I think, and I came out at seventy four. Jesus! But the, the, you're on a mad calorie deficit there as well because you actually can't you can't physically eat. The food that you've brought, so they make you take a minimum of two thousand calories a day, which doesn't it doesn't sound like a lot, but you won't eat the two thousand calories in a yeah. day because you're like your your body is is quite wrecked yeah. from the distances covered, and it's it's really hot. So like you're liquid calories, not, or yeah, yeah. So you, you might have a shake, or you know those gels, or you know if I could do it, if I did it again, I I would take about half of the food that I took, and I would just take you know gels and milkshakes yep. and stuff because you mix that with water so you get your water in with you and just the powders and stuff whereas like you know I was carrying around chili con carne and shit that weighs a ton oh, no. dried chili con carne it's disgusting so right. who prepped that though you or they no did? no so you buy you buy um like you know it's like trekking food, okay yeah you know but it's um it, it was kind of it's a bit grim at the end of the day when you on day four it's a double marathons 82 and a half kilometers in one day yeah so it took me 14 hours and 40 minutes to do just that one leg. And it was up a mountain and all sorts and during the day and at night. You know, it was really shit there. You get back, you don't fancy a chili con carne. Yeah. You know, you fancy just like sleep. What was the main reason? Like you were like, I need to do this. or I'm going to do this. This is why. It's described as the toughest, toughest foot race on earth. And I, I love all that stuff. If you tell me that something's, you know, really hard or unachievable. Yeah. I, I guess different people have different levels of what they find to be extraordinary. You know, like we're not all the same, no. right? And I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone else, but for me, you know, some things that some people achieve is 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 like a green light for me. I really want to do it as well. You know, like you know, a lot a lot of people. Would you say you're special? No, not no, no. I no, I just think people are geared differently. Like, but it's kind of. But your mindset is different, though. But a lot of people, you know, think that running a marathon is is a lifetime achievement. A lot of people think that running 10k is is yeah. a big run, and that's great. And it depends how hard you you kind of push up. For me. You know, the I'm really interested in pushing my body and kind of mind to extraordinary limits. I find that it's like, well, a turn on's the wrong way to put it, but I like that excites me. I find yeah. it good fun. I enjoy yeah. it. You know, like being in that pain in the desert. Um, I found it a really interesting building exercise. I feel like I came out of the desert much stronger than I went in. Yeah. And that that excites me. You know, I like that. It's like a building block. Yeah, no. Are you like that with business? Yeah. Like I'm obsessed with my business. I, I don't use the word lightly either. Like I know that the word obsessed is is a negative word. Like to be obsessed no, with a person so. is not great. To be obsessed with anything is kind of it's like overload almost. But yeah, like for me, if my business were to collapse now, um, 
I can't even explain the pain it would be. It wouldn't be like a nuisance or obviously it would be financially um, an issue. Yeah, yeah. And it would be, you know, I'd be letting down investors and stuff. But actually from a from an emotional level, you know, I've poured my heart and soul into this thing now for, yeah. you know, two years of actually actual running the business, maybe a year prior to getting it all going. And, you know, aside from my family and my wife and kids, yeah, it's been, you know, my life. Yeah. I've valued it more than some of my friends, you know, and if yeah. some of my friends are listening well, to like this, they, they'll know, right? You know, it's kind of like I've gone off the grid yeah. and become obsessed with it. And, you know, were, were it to just suddenly implode, what do you do next? You know, I spent most of my adult life wondering what I was going to do, you know, because actually like the main Chelsea stuff was great, but like yeah. I only ever saw that initially as like, you know, a, a lily pad into perhaps being a TV presenter. How old or, were you when you, how old were you when you got in? 20, so, I think, 19, 20. Do they take advantage of that? Yeah. <laughs> they do, yeah. innit? Well, no, it's like, look, they're all good people. They they also want to make a good show, right? Yeah, of like, course. There's duty of care and they, they're, they, they're very good yeah. at, at caring for... Uh, but they know the, what they're doing. Yeah, yeah look, yeah, of course. Uh, like, you know, some people are really badly affected <laughs> by being on reality TV. You know, like, yeah. it, it's not, it's not a normal thing to put yourself through. Like, I guess to some degree, even though I'm not a sportsman, I kind of understand it. Don't necessarily agree with it, but I kind of understand it when some of these sportsmen at the moment and sportswomen um, feel enormous pressure to succeed. And sometimes it messes with their mental health and they have to withdraw from events yeah. and stuff. And, you know, some people don't understand it. But when you go, you know, we weren't an overnight success in the same way that, you know, some of these sportsmen are, of course. But like all of a sudden, people are talking about you and they know who you are. And, you might get a you know hundreds of DMs a day, and some of them might be really horrible, really negative. And for the first time, you kind of feel like your actions are being considered by people that you know you wouldn't ordinarily be considered by. So, for some, and and in my hard-headed, almost arrogant, self-centered nature, I never cared. Always found it quite funny. And so you push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, and like and like and like I found it quite almost entertaining, and that's the point of it. But like some was people, that like, do you think some that was people like a reacted, defense mechanism? Yeah, some people okay. reacted terribly to it. You know, yeah. some people, you know, some of the girls on the show, for example, like some people are really nasty about their appearance, and it's like, why, why am I getting this hate about how I look? You know, yeah. like like on a daily basis. So it makes them shy, it makes them anxious, it makes you know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, every time they're filming, then they're thinking about how they're being received. So you look, there's all of these shows, you have to clear all, all kinds of hoops, you know, to be in these shows. But, you know, I don't think anyone can quite understand the effect it could have on your mental health prior to doing it. I think I was one of the lucky ones. But ultimately, a lot of my behaviour, um, I kind of regret. And a lot of, I, a lot of what I did on the show was only for entertainment purposes. But don't you think if you didn't do that, you wouldn't be the way you are now? Yeah, I guess, you know, there's always a silver lining in the, you know, if you have lived life in a certain yeah. way, you know, kind of know, you, you know, you're, you, you've li if you've lived on both sides of the fence, it's easier to pick a lane. Yeah. You know, at least you're not wondering what it would be like to be a certain way. Were you, are you actually from Chelsea? I don't actually know where you're no. from. Where are you actually from? I was born in Grantham. <laughs> Where's that? It's up near Nottingham. And your family's from there? Uh, my, my dad's from Sheffield. Uh, my brother's from Sheffield. I was born in Grantham. My mum's from Zimbabwe. Um, which is awesome. Like I feel very at home in Africa. I know that's a weird thing to say because no. I've got really nothing to do with Africa other than my mum is, is Zimbabwean. Um, but whenever I'm in Africa, I love Africa. I love African nature. I love African culture. I've spent a lot of time in Africa like um, living as there? an adult. Yeah, no, but um, no, we have a foundation. So, so my brother lost his life when he was 22 on Mount Everest, and he was he was the youngest Brit at the time to reach the summit of Mount oh, Everest. Shit. And uh, and I uh, I was 10 at the time. Uh, and, and we have a foundation in his name and the, doing the marathon beside was to raise funds for that. Oh, amazing. We put about 4,000 kids through education and house them and, and we, we built, built, um, safe areas for them to live. Um, but you know, Africa, I suppose, you, you know, your money goes, goes further in Africa. It's easier to, yeah. to, to, to have more of an impact, I suppose, in Africa, but also the kids are, um, they're just, they're just great kids. You know, I have kids of my own and like. Mm. They they can be really whingy, you know. You know, like, they're, like my son is three, and you know, kind of if he doesn't get his way, it's um, 
you know, it can, you know, I'm not. I absolutely love my son. Of course, yeah. They go through stages. These kids, where you know, they're just they 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 want things. You know, they don't say please, they don't say thank you. They whinge a lot. They cry a lot. You know, they have these little hissy fits all the time. Yeah. You know, and from from you know of, from being in Africa and working with the, the kids that we look after, some of whom are, are infants, you, you don't get any of that because they don't have anything. It's poverty, right? They're just happy with nothing. They're happy with nothing. And, and, and actually, it makes you think. Well, maybe I should take all your fucking toys away. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like it's, it, but it is interesting. And I'm, I'm look. I'm sure African kids cry, and I'm sure they they yeah. probably also have fits and meltdowns. But like, it, it's less apparent because they're just happy to, yeah, have each other. You know, yeah. and, and, it, and it's uh, it, it's uh, it's always interesting. And actually, it's part of the reason I loved the marathon to sub so much. Even if it was just for six days, you know, you're you're kind of. You know, not that I give a shit about my social status, but that's just gone, right? Okay. Yeah. Like you know, you have no money, you have no social status, and no one gives a fuck who you are. You know, and you're and you're just in the desert, and you have a finish line to get to every day, and your mental resilience is going to be rammed through the roof, and you either do it or you don't do it, and that's the end of it. You know, and is that, that why you like jujitsu as well? I love jujitsu, just yeah, because it's well, as you said, you know, it's like an art form, and it's 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 so handy. In fact, every time I watch a film now, like even I went to see Bond, right? You see the yeah. fight scenes. What are they doing? Not just rear naked people. <laughs> yes. why, why, why don't? Why don't? Like, like yes. it's so annoying. Yeah, 100%. Even, even James Bond yeah. is like choking people out with ropes. Yeah, I know. Just rear naked. Just rear naked a guy. Rear naked him. He'll <laughs> yeah. be dead in three, four seconds. Do it really hard. It'll break the neck. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And it's like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You, you watch all these these films with loads of fight scenes in them, and it's just like there's no real jujitsu in it. Yeah, it's all striking and bollocks that like would actually get you nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you'd be fucking naked by the yeah, way. You'd be naked. If you're yeah. James Bonds, yeah, and you're beating up. 50, 60 people in a day or however long the thing spans over. Like, he never sleeps. He's, he's be pissed as well. Yeah. He has so much alcohol to drink, <laughs> like in every film. How does he get to the end of it? Standing. Yeah, and he wins every time. Yeah, I know. You know, he, know. Yeah, it's all, um, I realise it's for cinematic Of course, but purposes, still. But, but that's still. how you think when you do a martial art. If I had a single <clears throat> martini, like a full martini, and yeah. went to try and beat someone up. It's a good chance I'll lose. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? James yeah. Bond's got it down to an art. Yeah. Was, um, were you, were you raised? That's right. Do your thing. All good, bro. Yeah, just turning it off. Yeah. So. Were you, um, you were born there. Were you, where did you go to school? I like was raised, I was raised primarily in, in, in Cornton. Absolutely no one listening to this will know where Cornton <laughs> is. Um, but it's like tiny, tiny little village near Newark. And Newark is near Nottingham. It's probably okay. that, yeah. Uh, I spent a few years there. And then I kind of jumped around a bit as a kid. Well, I didn't jump around. I went where my parents went. But they, I went to, I did a year of school in Paris when I was like, okay. you know, paint on hands type stuff. Okay. You know, tiny, tiny school, <clears throat> kindergarten. Uh, and then I spent the majority of my, my school in St. Bart's. I went to school in the Caribbean. Oh, sick. From when I was, you know, five, six till 10. Um, Your dad was a businessman? Yeah, yeah. So, so my dad uh, initially purchased this really interesting property full of history, rich, rich history, yeah. uh, and, and and good fun, you know, in on the island of St. Bart's, like long before it was St. Bart's. If anyone listening to this is going like, woo, St. Bart's, like yeah, it yeah. wasn't like that then. Like okay. St. Bart's was, you know, super chilled, you know, surf shacks everywhere, burgers, yeah. you know, like cats, iguanas everywhere. You know, it's just, just it was like proper mellow salt of the earth type yeah. place um and that that was a that was a hotel and dad brought it as it only had four bedrooms at the time and it was a little little kind of thing well it was beautiful but it was kind of protruding out on this rock in the middle of this bay it was kind of okay. very cool um unlike you'd want to hear of some of the early deals you know where this thing changing hands it's like you know in the hundreds of dollars type yeah. thing and like it's crazy and nowadays you know that that dad kept it on as a hotel which wasn't his intention which is now the Eden Rock Hotel in St Barts which is quite a famous hotel if you're into that kind of thing yeah um but it was never like that before so I grew up in it when it was you know cockroach ridden and and uh and wasn't the Eden Rock that it is today but I'm kind of glad it is the way yeah. it is now yeah no, it's, I feel what you mean. it's pretty cool yeah when you were like when you were getting raised and you're like in a good position like your family your upbringing yeah were you ever did you feel like you, there was you had to prove something like to be like um cool I come from like a wealthy family or whatever, do yeah. I need to prove something to people? Because I remember when I was chatting to you once and I was like, I'll rate Spencer because like you say it how it is. Yeah. 
and you know who you are and where you're from. Yeah. And you just, you don't pretend like you're from like, oh, I did it all by myself. Like, yeah. which of what you're doing, you do, but yeah. do you get what I'm trying to no, say? No, no, absolutely. I, th yeah. I think, I think it's, um, I think people will always think that, you know, people who have a wealthy father or wealthy parents, you know, have, have all the help that they need. Uh, and to some degree, that's that's true. You know, I was never, you know, I had a I had a fantastic childhood. Um, you know, there's always been a roof over my head. You know, yeah. I haven't had it hard or rough uh, yeah. in in any way, really. Um, but you know, when it comes to my own business, as an example, you know, my um, my fa some members of my family are shareholders, but they're quite small shareholders. Like it yeah. wasn't propped up by them. In fact, like at the very beginning, they they weren't quite sure if it was you know, going to be successful at all because it's, yeah. it's quite a, you know, non-alcoholic spirits two years, two and a half years ago were, were, were even less of a thing than they are now. So, you know, yeah. it wasn't the most obvious thing to fling cash at. Um, but also it's, it's, you know, I really, I did really want to do this on my own, you know, because I think regardless of what other people think, I think in the back of my mind, you know, if I turn this into a, multi-hundred million, you know, yeah. billion, billion dollar company, it will be nice to know that it had nothing to do, you know, with yeah. my dad and my brother and stuff like yeah. that. And that it was very much my thing. Although, obviously, I love them being involved. You know, if I can, if they can be with me, then super. But I guess, yeah, it depends on how, whether or not you, you care really about yeah. the public Because you know you said you were stuff. like, in your 20s, you were kind of searching. Yeah, yeah. Was that, did that have anything to do with that? Or was that because of like what you were doing with a reality TV show or? Yeah, I just, I just wasn't a particularly, you know, grown up individual, I suppose. You know, my, that kind of, kind of came a bit later. I abused alcohol for, for just years and years. I found it so normal to drink to excess, you know, all of the time. And uh, maybe I just had, you know, circles of friends that also found it normal. And I had jobs, you know, as a trader in the city where it was pretty, pretty standard to drink at lunch and drink after work, you know, every day. And at the weekend you'd go out and during the week you'd take clients out. You know, it was just like to have a beer in your hand was, you know, really it, normal. May as well have and just you're okay talking about this. Like you're Yeah, yeah. No, but like how my, hard was it? Like how how much drinking are we talking? Are we talking like at, at, at ICAP in particular, yeah. it was really bad. Like like it, you know, I I would I would drink between five and ten pints a day. You know, oh, really? Yeah, at ICAP. But that was that that like that's not me sneaking off. That was just like that everyone was what was we doing did. it. Not everyone was yeah, doing yeah. it, but you know, but you're all surrounded the new by lads, it. all the new lads that were there. You know, in, in our first in our first month, we were made to go out every day with the de with different desk heads and okay. like I mean these guys drink they drink like fish it's yeah. fucking amazing actually like they just <laughs> knock them back and then they go back to the office and just conduct their business no it's unbelievable and, and actually like you know it um it took meeting uh my incredible wife to kind of realize perhaps that i i drank you know more than your average bloke you know uh, and she hardly she binge drinks from time to time you know she'll go out with a mace and get turned over and come back you know and, and then won't drink again for a few weeks yeah that was not me you know i i can i can i could i could drink you know five six seven pints and and i wouldn't slur my words i wouldn't have a wonky eye nothing I just that would I'd just be operational at that level. So like really high functioning, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's if you didn't have you know whiskey and you know yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know. So so you know I was just it was just I used to be quite heavy. You know like I don't, we don't really know each other. I was ninety three kilos at one oh, really? point, and you know You're I was, my weight. Yeah, but I but I didn't look like you. You know, yeah. I was I was kind of you know I was pretty porky. I had a thirty size. You know, I, I probably shouldn't say that people with a certain waist are porky, but no. I felt porky myself. Yeah. You know, I had I had a you know I'm a size thirty two waist now. I was a size thirty eight. Yeah, know? okay. Like, I, I was just you know a, a ballooned version of myself. Yeah, and it was just propped up by alcohol. Um, and actually for me it just killed my drive and it kind of killed my ambition and like i am naturally confident so like in the back of my mind i've always felt like you know i will be a huge success at yeah. some point and that began to dissipate quite badly like okay. in my so, so i started to think like shit actually if i don't get my act together like i'm not gonna be this guy you know okay. like, like and i and you know if i don't if i don't train and i don't look good and i don't feel good and i'm not healthy you know why would i land some job as a big presenter, which is what I used to kind of want to be. And, you know, they're obviously just going to give it to the, the next guy or girl. Um, so, so I, I just, yeah, I had a bit of a revamp. I went, I went completely sober, uh, for about two years, best two years of my life. Um, and then I began to kind of 
moderate a bit from from time to time and have the odd glass of this and that. And actually, I realised in doing that that the there really wasn't any point to me drinking at all. Like it didn't get bad again or anything. Yeah. I just I just kind of thought this it clouds my judgment. It makes you know, and my business obviously is um <clears throat> is clean coat that sells you know non alcoholic yeah. spirits. And I just I just came to the conclusion that actually like I prefer like if given the choice, I prefer not to drink alcohol. Yeah. Um, so it I numbs made, you at, like. I just like little, even little things like you know if I had if I had a couple of glasses of wine with dinner and I'm supposed to be rolling at six thirty the following morning. Yeah. I would find a reason not to roll. You know, I'd just be like, actually, I could use that extra hour in bed. I'll get up at eight, and you know, I'm up at eight, and I'm in the office, no problem, bushy tailed. But like, I, I would, I would cut corners if okay. I drank at all. Yeah. You know, like a beer would affect me. Like, like, like if I have a pint of beer today. I might smoke a cigarette and I might just be a bit lazy and I might, you know, instead of going out for dinner, I might just watch a film. You know, whatever. It will just like, it will just affect me. I'll have a knock-on effect. Yeah. Did um, When did you meet your wife? On The Jump. On The What? The Jump. It's a TV show. Oh. Um, so it's a TV show called The Jump. Uh, it was on Channel 4. It's actually great fun. And like, yeah. and like so they, they take... 2000 and... Uh, t- I want to say 2017. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's about right. And uh, and we we uh, we were both selected to be on the job. It's actually really funny. So they take they take Olympic athletes or professional athletes and television personalities or comedians or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Jason Robinson w- was was on it, and Gareth Thomas was on it, rugby players, yeah. and Lewis Lewis Smith from uh, the the gymnast, the British gymnast, was yeah. on it. So a bunch of like professional athletes. Uh, and then you know us, and, yeah. they, t- and, they, and they take you out to um, Austria, and you compete in a kind of Winter Olympics style show. So they're okay. just normal, uh, you know, they're, they're Olympians, but not Winter Olympians. And, and they teach you how to ski and blah blah blah. And the, and the people that lose each round have to ski jump, and whoever ski jumps furthest stays in the competition. And then it, it whittles down to, to to I think it's three finalists. Um, and and then the the you just ski jump yeah and, and it's um the longest jump wins and yes I did win and you met her there what and you met her there <laughs> yeah okay so cool. she was on the show she actually injured herself she she ruptured <laughs> she tore her I want to say ACL okay yeah um just before we started the live shows actually so that was a real shame um but she did tell me that if I won that she would date me and I won so do you reckon do you because she seems like when I look at her socials and stuff she seems like I oh, know she's got presence. You can see that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can oh, no, feel she, that she, energy. She's a hard Irish. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's no messing around. And do you think guys like say us? Yeah. Do you reckon we need a woman like that to kind of be chill? I, 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 I respect and appreciate her so much. So yeah, I mean, for okay. me, that there's always been, and this is absolutely no disrespect to anyone that I've gone out with before, mm. but but you know, there's there's always been quite a high level of respect with her. I don't run the show. And I kind of feel like I have in the past, even if that's not the yeah. case, you know, in my mind, I've always yeah. ran the show Yeah, <laughs> and it's been about me, you know, yeah, and yeah, I'll yeah. do what I want, you know, <laughs> and it's yeah. kind of like, you know, yeah. I've always been a selfish guy. Um, and with her, it feels a bit different. You know, she's, she's, uh, I have huge respect for her work ethic and, and, you know, she can't sit still. She works so hard. She's genuine. She cares. She's a, the most fantastic mother, Yeah, you know, she, and she's just, you know, the fact that my kids are going to turn out like her is a fucking win for me. Do you know what I mean? So Absolutely, like, there's yeah, just absolutely. a shitload of love and, you know, it's, it's not about, well, you know, it has been, you know, our relationship, like any other relationship has, has had, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. You know speed bumps in, in the mm-hmm. road. Um, but, you know, there, there's, I think there's a mutual level of respect now that good, makes yeah. us. Because um, the truth is like someone like yourself, right? Any girl that's going to try to move to you, say before. Yeah. Be very easy. Like it sounds bad, but the yeah. truth, like a lot of people would just be like, okay, okay, yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, I guess it's just not, not that like yeah. you would do that on purpose or anything like that. Yeah, which is why I'm like, oh, it's nice that you found someone to like someone that's. I just, I just have a huge amount of respect for. Her. I, I guess, like you know, I, I've you know, I just respect to me is is almost as valuable as love. You know, like you can love some of your friends, right? Yeah. But you might think they're a bit useless, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, in, in some elements. I was asked actually recently by someone, you know, what do you value more? 
you know, being admired, assuming you are admired by anyone, you know, like, like being admired or being loved. Uh, and I said, well, in my opinion, it's kind of easier to be loved than it is to be admired. You know, if you're a big bushy-tailed fun guy who's yeah. kind and considerate and, and, and whatever and, and has a big heart, then, you know, people are going to love you, you know, if you have a good sense of humour. But to be admired is kind of a step further, in my opinion. You know, if you, if you, to be admired, you have to be respected, you know, and to be respected uh, requires, you know, effort and you have to earn it. Usually, you know, nobody just wakes up and respects the next, you know, you, you, so, so for me, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say, long story short, is that I admire and respect my wife as well as loving her, you know, and, and in the past, maybe I didn't have the emotional maturity to, to be in a relationship like that. Or it wasn't the right person. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a nice little recipe. Hey, clip that, yeah? yeah. <laughs> that was a good bar. That was a good yeah. bar. I'm going to send that to your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Oh my God. So after that, yeah. Did you feel like when you decide like you want to get married, you want to have a family and all that stuff? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. There's always a bit of worry in my head personally. Yeah. I do want that one day, right? Yeah. There's always a bit of fear that it will slow me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it? Um, it doesn't slow you down, though. I think it's, it's about how you prioritize things. And I've had to learn on the job with this. You know, there, there were times when Cleanco felt like it was taking over. And my wife would just say to me from time to time, like, do you realize that you're never here? And you know, do you know that, you know, you're putting your business before your kids and stuff like that. So in that respect, like, yeah, it could be considered that it was slowing you down, but you know, not to get too deep, yeah. but it's very important to find balance in life, you know, yeah. particularly married life. And if you are just spearheading down a particular lane, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's plenty of time for that, but there's also lots of time um, for other things that matter, you know, being in a good headspace and, having good mental health and being happy is as important as being really driven and successful. You know, you see a lot of people who are incredibly driven, incredibly successful, but they're miserable. Yeah. Right. Like I know a lot of people that spend 12 hours a day at a desk. You can't possibly tell me that you're enjoying your life. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, do it doesn't matter if they're earning, you know, 5 million quid a year. It doesn't matter. You know, yeah. great that you're that successful and that you're that important. But, you know, if you can't enjoy the simple things, yeah. like, you know, your daughter's first steps or, yeah. you know, watching your kid learn how to swim, you know, if I'm being completely honest, I yeah. never thought that that kind of stuff would matter that much to me because you kind of take it for granted. It's like, well, of course my son's going to be able to walk at some point, right? Why do I need <laughs> yeah. to see his like, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, when people are, are really trying hard to teach their kids how to use a fork when they're really young, it's like, they are going to pick it up. You know, you don't have to rush that. You know, like, like yeah. when have you ever seen an adult that <laughs> yeah. can't use a fork? You yeah. know, so, so you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. Um, but now you're but, there getting excited when he does it, Yeah, right? but now, yeah. now, you know, my wife showed me a video this morning of, of Theodore swimming, you know, from her to the side of the pool without touching the floor with no armbands or anything. And like, it's, it's, it's great, you know, yeah, it's cool yeah, and yeah. it's fun. And I think when you, just, when you just slow down a bit, it's actually, it's actually really nice. That's good. I can you feel know. that from you. you. You get really happy every time I like yeah. mention and stuff. And that's, it's, I want that one day. I don't know yeah. when. Yeah, but, but you're, you're, how old are you? I'm 29. Yeah, yeah. Still got. Yeah, but you're fine. I, I, I got cracking with all that when I was, well, yeah, in, yeah, when I was 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, but, um, um, is it, does it motivate you? The family? Yeah. Like the kids and stuff. Does it motivate you to be like, oh, I want to make sure I want to, like. There's an added layer of pressure. Like okay. right now, like when you have kids, yeah, you know, you may need a bigger place to live. Yeah, you know, like they they're gonna go to school. Mm. You know, they need prams and all like like you know not that. And and this this is the bit where everyone just assumes that my family will give me everything. You know, they don't. I earn my own money, and, yeah. and, and you know, yeah. like, that must be so annoying. Hey, mum, will you buy me a pram? She's going to be like, you know, fuck off. You Use know my I mean? Amex. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The so, black so, one. So, so, kind of like all this stuff, all this stuff um, adds up. Like it really adds up. You know, I was with Sean Stafford earlier, as I yeah. said, and he looked at me. We were training, and he said, he said, like having kids are really fucking expensive. <laughs> like, like having kids are really expensive. And I was like, yeah, it is. You know, and it does add up. And actually, coincidentally, my wife said the exact same thing to me as well today. She called me and she was like. All this stuff really adds up, you know, like swimming lessons and, yeah. you know, we're like, and, and look, I'm not for any second suggesting that we don't have a nice life. Like, you know, we, we yeah. have, we have, we have help with the kids because we're both very busy. You know, we have, we have, we have someone that helps us, you know, clean the house and blah, blah, blah. You know, we, 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 but when it, when you, when you like 
if you were to do an Excel spreadsheet of outgoing costs on a weekly basis, it'd be fucking alarming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't show me. <laughs> no. no, so it's kind of like, you know, so there is an added pressure to, to perform, I suppose. Yeah. And it does motivate you, but, you know, the pressure that... I, I never felt that before. So when you're, you know, charging ahead with a TV career, if it messes up, you just do something else, right? Like, or, or like, you know, if you get fired from your job as a trader, I'll just find another job as a trader yeah. somewhere else or whatever. You know, I was never worried about that. You know, that yeah. never even crossed my mind. Yeah. Whereas now, like, your business implodes. It's like, that's going to affect your family. You know, yeah. even though, thankfully, my wife is is very successful in her yeah. own right. So yeah. that's always a plus. Yeah, that's got, a good balance. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I can always lean on her. You know, if my business implodes, darling, lend us the card. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lovely. Do you... Do you like that she's involved in like in involved in that sort of like like because first time today I have I googled you first time yeah and there's pictures of you and your wife right yeah and people taking photos of you guys just walking around in a park on holiday and I'm thinking fuck this is crazy yeah it's like it's less <clears> now I mean they're far more interested in her than me so don't 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 get don't, really yeah I think so yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell like who they're there for, but I, I would assume it's her. She's very public facing. She's a radio DJ. Yeah. And she's kind of always, uh, you know, red carpet stuff. She, she's, she, I would say she's in the public eye. I've been on a, you know, successful TV series, but I haven't been on that show for ages. You know, I can only assume yeah. that I'm irrelevant to, to people. Um, but, 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 like, but, you know, she is, is like, in a sense, and up and coming is the wrong word because it kind of sounds condescending, but she's, her career is blossoming in that yeah. world and, and I'm not interested in that world really yeah. you know I have fun doing the old podcasts and stuff but I, I'm not I'm not really interested in being famous I'm interested yeah. in being successful yeah yeah, yeah yeah which is why you're very involved in your business right yeah yeah how well, did the idea come that's about that's why I'm here today I mean yeah, the no. Darren Cartel show I couldn't I'm part. still waiting for my package bruv yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll send you some we'll send you some I'm joking I'll no, no, buy I'll, some I'll it it's everywhere now no it's, it's it's looking pretty tasty. Yeah, we've got um we've got a we, we're in Sainsbury's, we're in Morrison's, and there's a couple of uh, other quite famous supermarkets Question that you've for you. certainly heard of coming up. You know um the whole shelf thing. Yeah, do you have to like pay extra to be on like a, a decent shelf or something? Is that true? Yes. Yeah, so, so so yeah. So there are <laughs> gondola ends and and stuff. And if you're if it's a particular kind of promotion period uh, yeah. and you want to be in a particular place or perhaps even just at eye level. Then, then yeah, because you know, obviously, it, it does make a difference. Yeah. Like if you're walking through a store and you're not there to shop, no and low alcohol, which yeah. is you've got to assume as most people, um, having something on your eye line is quite important. Yeah, of course. It's very rare actually that you'll ever go to the bottom shelf to look for anything if you're not there for it. Um, so yeah, being at eye level is uh, is a cost. Being being at a gondola end is a cost. Be, having your own, you know, promotional. Um, freestanding display unit is a cost. Yeah. You know, it's all um, it's all to be considered, but it's it's um, it's well worth considering. Stuff like that, you know, cutting corners on stuff like that is, in my opinion, ill advised. You know, yeah. like you need to be seen. You know, if you can be, to use an old Coca Cola saying, if you can be within an arm's length of desire, yeah. uh, that's only going to benefit you. But you're the face, right? And it's the perfect face, really. Um, unfortunately, currently, no, I'm only joking. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. For, for now, well, in the UK, you know, we're a US business now as well, so oh, really? we're, we're, over, we're over in the US. Uh, I'm not the face over there because nobody knows who I am. But your story, I think, sells it more than anything. Yeah, I guess I don't personally think my story is that different to, to anyone else's. It's more like you know, this is very much, uh, you know, products have you know, come to light and have arisen out of people's desire to be healthier and make better decisions yeah. when it comes to drinking alcohol. You know, like now, if you wanted to go out and have five gin and tonics, you you have the option of having two of them clean. You know, I'll, I'll have five gin and, gin and tonics in the course of the night. I might have two, have two clean gin and tonics, maybe as well. You know, when you start to feel a bit jaded or hazy, yeah. you know, maybe switch to a clean G&T. By that point, you won't be able to tell the difference. You know, and it's kind of like, like I'm, I'm a big fan of alcohol-free beer. You know, okay. I love a Heineken Zero. I love a Peroni Libera or, a, you know, Lucky Saint or whatever. Because for me, you know, going back to the olden days where, you know, you drink five to 10 pints or whatever, that's, that's, that's 20 bottles of beer. Yeah. I've only tried, Guinness sent me something once. The Guinness then, Zero. They sent me and then they got an email saying, don't drink it. This was like, they I don't a, know, maybe last year or something. They, they, they had a product recall. So they had... Oh, you would know. Your yeah, competition. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, Guinness have uh, a little bit more brand heritage yeah, yeah, than, no, than no, us. No. Uh, so, so, yeah, but, but, you know, and it's in beer, not spirits. But, but no, they, they had a nightmare. They, they released 
Uh, and, and obviously, being Guinness and being Diageo, yeah, you you're on shelf wherever you want, right? Straight mm. away. So they have deep market penetration from day one. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So they don't have to fight for it. We have to fight <clears throat> for it. We have meetings and calls and follow-up calls and new products and innovation meetings and, yeah, and you yeah. know, like you need to list this, you need to list that, and you get ignored. By the way, like, like, oh, you, really? like, oh yeah, yeah, they don't even answer the emails, and you've got to like, you've got to be that like nagging person almost, and you just push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, and then eventually you get all the distribution. Um, if the brand is cool, uh, but but essentially, yeah, Guinness don't have to do that. Guinness just go, this is Guinness Zero, you're taking it, boom. And it's in everywhere, you know. Oh, wow. So, 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 but, but then, but that means, you know, if there is a problem, it's a big problem straight away. You know, you're in crisis management if there's any kind of issue, because then you're in product recall territory. So you've got to call it all back, you know. So, so that that's the difference. Okay. We can, you know, we haven't had any product recalls, thankfully. Okay. But if we did have an issue, we could probably isolate the issue. Okay. Because you know, I, I didn't really see it as like a big deal, but the way they sent the email was like, they're like, they're like don't drink it. I'm like, okay. yeah, yeah. No, I think they had, um, well, I, I, you know, I don't see Guinness as our competition, nor am I trying to bash them. But yeah. they're, uh, but yeah, they had a, was it a, a yeast inf- infestation, or they they had they had they had something growing? I in think the that sounds something about like that. right, something like that. It just goes to show with no, when there's no alcohol in the liquid, it it, it goes off, right? Yeah, so you have to you have to use some preservatives, clean some cleaner than others, and you need to get the levels of those right. And, you know, obviously too much preservative makes yeah. it, you know, harmful to drink. So, you yeah. know, you need to be very, very careful with it. And they obviously got it wrong. How did you come up with the idea? Were you just like... Um, <clears throat> alcohol-free beer was a big part of it. You know, yeah. why don't alcohol-free spirits exist? Yeah. Uh, and, and one night I was at a dinner party and I was offered, I, I was, I'd been clean or sober uh, for three months and uh, and I was offered a, a non-alcoholic gin and tonic. I'd never heard of that before. And I thought to myself, that's really cool. And it came and it was kind of different and it felt like a grown-up, you know, drink that was yeah. sophisticated <laughs> and didn't taste like a gin and tonic, but it was it didn't taste like tonic either, right? It was like a, it was an elevated yeah. tonic water and it was really interesting. Um and I had a look at the brand and and I thought it was quite exciting and you know, there was no reference to gin and it wasn't juniper driven, the liquid, and you know, it wasn't the the flavor profile of it was not ginny. And I thought to myself, well, why wouldn't we make a non-alcoholic gin? You know, and I just got really excited by the idea of it. And it was kind of like that, you know, I told you that I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do outside of TV. Yeah. That was the moment where I knew exactly yeah. what I was going to do outside of TV. So like like it literally hit me and I was like, I have to do this. Yeah. Even though, and I'd done no research into the market, didn't know if it was something that people would even want, just yeah. I wanted it. Yeah. I was just like that. But that's what I meant. Like, yeah. I, I think it fits so well to your story mm-hmm. with going out, partying, all of that stuff. And like, kind of now yeah. that's your way of kind of like helping loads of people to not boost well, as like, much, right? I guess, yeah. But, you know, before, if you weren't drinking, it was, you know, you're pregnant or maybe you're driving or, or whatever. You know, it was always a, a kind of really unpopular choice. I think a lot of people now are, are, are making a conscious decision to drink less. You know, that's, you know, whether that be health driven. Uh, well, it is health driven, but yeah. whether whether that be health driven or because you know people are just looking to moderate or completely cut alcohol out of their lives, you know, it's my personal opinion that um, you know alcohol will obviously always play a part in all yeah. society, but you know it will, in my humble opinion, go down a little bit of a smoking route, you know, like like you know the day, day drinking, you know, uh, pubs and bars publicly w- will in time, not in the immediate future become more of a negative thing in my opinion than it currently is yeah um i think the younger generation want to share their experiences you know whether that be online or or whatever and you know typically when you share yourself publicly you'd want to put your best foot forward and that's very rarely when you're hammered you know i think back when i was growing up or when we were growing up you know being the last man standing in raffles when the floor's really sticky was you know pretty high end you know that that was kind of you know it was almost like a badge of honor to always be you know i find it now though like the youngsters are going way too fast in the sense of like i was i went for a walk in like wandsworth common and i saw like these 15 16 year olds and there was one on the floor face down and yeah. I, I went over, I was like, <clears throat> I pulled him up. I'm like, are you all right? And he was off his face. On drugs? I, yeah, yeah, had yeah. to be. And I said, what are you on? I'm yeah. calling the ambulance. His friends start coming over. They start panicking. Please don't call the police. I said, I pretty much said, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I said, be joke. quiet. Yeah, yeah. 
I said, be quiet. I said, whatever you've given this kid, he needs an ambulance. So like, I called like the police and then they came and then they sorted it out. Yeah. The only reason I did that is snitches get stitches in East London, but <laughs> they, they didn't know what they were doing. And I feel like yeah. our phase is like, you start drinking yeah. and then if you try other bits, you do that later on. Whereas yeah. I feel like now, no, it's just they're going straight in. Like yeah. a festival, 18 years old, MDMA pills, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. overdosing and this and that. Yeah. And now it's like so fast, which is, it's good that there's almost more stuff like your company happening to kind yeah. of push people slightly, I guess, in the right direction. But I think the young, younger generation are, are also just naturally drinking less. Obviously, there'll always be people that go out and, you know, destroy yeah. themselves and get messed up. But, but actually, there's, a, there's an alarming amount of young people. And I don't know how often you interact with people who are 10 years younger than us. I certainly don't, you know, that often. But when you do, you kind of get a vibe from them that drinking is, is not cool. Like, like from time to time. No, like, yeah, it depends yeah, where you, you are, obviously. But, you know, like I, I've, I can remember having conversations recently which like, you know, I've got a younger nephews and nieces and all their pals and stuff. And like, you'll talk about, you know, that they'll just be talking about different stuff than yeah, what yeah, I yeah. was doing at their age. And, you know, if you ever do throw in, you know, some spicy story from, you know, when you were growing up, they, they kind of look at you like you're a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. you know it's like it's definitely not uh, they're becoming more hipster isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know and they're all starting businesses really young and they're all doing you know what seem, appear to me to be interesting things but you know I think it's um, it's a choice and it will always be a choice but yeah. at least now there's something to replace that that moment right so like you know for me back you know if, it, if the sun was out and you know 3pm came around it's gin and tonic time boom you know, and it was—it's not like a trigger or whatever that no, fucking no, word no. is, but but like, but you know, it was—it's like a habit. It's like yeah. you know, at the end yeah. of some people at the end of a work day have yeah. a cigarette. Yeah, you know, and that kind of in their mind is is just like, oh, it's five o'clock, boom, I have a cigarette, I'll yeah. go home. You know, like people do it all the time outside offices, yeah. and it, and it's kind of um, it's a habit, and like breaking breaking habits is really hard. Yeah, right? so a lot of pe a lot of people struggle to break habits but if you can replace your what it is that's detrimental to your health or or the or the thing that you're looking to change with something similar that isn't detrimental to your health then that's that's the kind of market in my opinion so you know now when you feel when i feel like a gin and tonic yeah. i just have a clean gin and tonic and to me it tastes similar and it does the trick and i still have to open the bottle boom and and i get that, Gives you that feeling buzz. of like, oh, I've had a nice day, yeah, or, you yeah, know, yeah. and the ice cubes hit the glass, ding, 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 and make, they make the noise, and you slice your lemon, and, you yeah, know, yeah. it's the same ritual, it's the same experience. Um, you know, like, a lot of the time, I, I don't feel like I was drinking to get drunk. It was just part of my day. You know, like, so, that's, yeah. How much of cleaning code do I have to drink to get boozed? <laughs> you can't. There's no <laughs> Not at all. It. Yeah, it's non-alcoholic now. Oh, it's because oh, at yeah, one so, point, yeah, at one point it was one point two. Okay, okay. And, no, but even then, even then, so at one point two percent, which is when we launched, um, that's that's neat, and you wouldn't drink a non-alcoholic spirit neat. So yeah. you'd mix it, and by the time you mixed it, it's zero point something. So no, you'd be um. Well, we actually figured out at one point, and I can say this now, I think, because we don't sell it anymore. But okay. the one point two stock, you could you could have drank two full bottles of the gin neat and still driven a car legally. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So that's no, cool. you, you were that's good such to, a great way to so market. You, you were good to go. That's such a good way to market. And how yeah. many calories? We now sell we we now sell non-alc stuff, so you can drink as much of it. So as you what want. are the calories? It's about ten calories per serve Fuck. with double serve. So double shot is between ten to thirteen calories, depending on the spirit. I'm definitely. This is funny. It's going to sound like I'm doing an ad. This I've, I never. I don't do ads, but most of my audience it, it comes from like fitness. Yeah, yeah. So there's probably going to be a lot of people now going to try it. That's which great. Is good. Well, that's wonderful. Which is good. Thank you. Which is good. Which well, is exciting. Much appreciated. Did um? Would you do? And are you still doing a lot of like TV stuff? Like, would you be up for doing loads of? Because I know you've done. Have you? You've done. You've done a lot, innit? Yeah, I've done quite a few. What 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 was a? What was a crazy or the one that you enjoyed the most? I enjoyed MasterChef. I like MasterChef. I yep. like cooking. Oh, really? Okay, sick. I came second. I actually came second twice. <laughs> I think it's a sick joke that I didn't win the second time. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but, but there was some BBC talent on there. So oh, yeah, okay. no, no, I'm only joking. You know, but, but, <laughs> but the first time was great. I went through the whole experience. 
um, which was awesome. Uh, but all these shows take ages, you know, like now with kids and, and stuff, yeah. it's, it's hard, right? You, you're filming. Some of these filming days, you'll be out from 6 a.m. until, you know, 8 p.m. Oh, several times a week, you know, for eight weeks. Yeah. So it's kind of like, look, and my wife can do whatever she wants, to be honest, but like, you know, it's kind of like taking on a show like Strictly or MasterChef or The Jungle or whatever now is kind of selfish. Like okay. Because it's like you, you're, you are literally just dumping, yeah. you know, family life for, you know, <laughs> a shot of becoming slightly more yeah, famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you done Strictly? No. No, I haven't done Strictly. It's, um, no, your boy, I, your boy James did it, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he did, did very well. Yeah, he did well. Yeah. I've done MasterChef and, and and a few other bits and pieces. Hunted was great. I did Hunted with Jamie. That's when you're 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 basically you become a fugitive and you're on the run from the police. <sighs> they have to find you in two weeks and you can do whatever the hell you want. <sighs> it's great. I'd be I'll be proper good at that. Yeah, you have to move. <laughs> you have to move like five miles every day, so you can't just like go up a mountain and camp okay. out there. <clears throat> yeah, otherwise you just go up to the Highlands of Scotland and, you know, you, there's no chance of finding you there. But no, you have to move each day uh, and you have a set amount of money. So you've got like, I think you've got 150 quid for okay. two weeks. But you're, you're legit on the run. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not sure. You, you can you can just knock on strangers' doors and like, yeah. you know, will you help me out? And like, it's good. That was fun. And you did I'm, I'm a Celebrity? Did I'm a Celeb very briefly, yeah. I was thrown out of the jungle. Can you say why? Were you on, were you on the actual... Yeah, no, no. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was in for like, I was in for a couple of days. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not sure we need to re-earth it. I, I was, I, I had been not Sean Stafford, but another trainer that I was on had had given me some Anavar. You'll know what Anavar is. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, not that you take it. Well, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but no. I, I was given, I was given some Anavar in, in preparation for uh, a charity boxing fight, not the Wayne Bridge one. Okay. And uh, and I had some, I had some pills uh, left. And I was asked by them if I wanted them in to be given to me in the jungle, and I and I said, well, yeah, sure, why not? Like you know, <laughs> and uh, and then on day three, I think they said, oh, actually, these these pills are illegal in Australia, even though my personal trainer had given to me in London, and they just and they said, um, they they just said, look, we uh, we can't pull you off the pills because we understand that if we did, you know, you could have an adverse reaction to being pulled off these pills, and I was like. What? Anyway, so we, we disagreed, um, but they sent me home. And oh, and the headlines were that I had to leave the jungle. I had to leave the jungle on my own accord uh, because I was having withdrawals from steroids. No. I mean, have you seen me? <laughs> yeah, no. And, 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 mate, I, I, was a, I was a juice head, a roid head for like a were while. You human? That was a hard thing to shake. And that's oh. bullshit as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, so I was, uh, I was just thinking to myself, yeah, well, you know, you can't go up against them, right? It's like, it's, anyway, was I, that I, a moment? Was that a moment where you were like, I was, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty disappointed with the way I was treated. Yeah, I would never have left that jungle. Yeah, without the crown, that is. Yeah, uh, and 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 I was pretty pissed off at the time. Yeah, that I had to basically jump on this bomb, and it was their mistake actually to begin with. So. I, 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 anyway, we, I'm not here to bitch about that. But, no, I know, but, I, know, but it was, I know. But yeah, it was kind of like you know. Now, whenever I post a picture of myself looking good, it's like, roids! Yeah. It's like, roids? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? It's funny because every prick in Australia is an anavar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Especially I know. Australia. No, but it's also just like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was stupid not to have done my research, but to be honest, I would have taken anything that my trainer gave me at the time. He gave me these pills. He was like, yeah. it'll make you look ripped for the jungle. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was good. good. So, so like, I, I, I was young and pretty stupid yeah. at the time. Yeah, but you know what? It's mad because I understand that. But this is the thing when it comes to the fitness industry where, no offense, you maybe at that point probably didn't know enough about that sort of stuff. Mate, I know Whereas I it's our responsibility in that industry to kind of move you in the well, right I, direction. I won't name and shame and I accept responsibility for my actions, but like my trainer literally gave, gave me you. these pills and was like, you should just take these. It's like was it from a team. franchise gym? Yeah, it was from a, yeah, it was from a, not, not a no, not a franchise gym, no. I bet I know which one it was. I'm sure you did. I bet I know which one it was. And they don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you did. But anyway, so, so I, found, I found myself, th you know, thinking that the world was kind of against me at that stage and mm. that, you know, it wasn't my fault and poor me. Uh, but look, my responsibility, I shouldn't have taken the fucking pills. End off, you know. But still, yeah. you know, I, I, I did think the whole thing was a, a pretty serious overreaction yeah. to, you know, they were, they were literally just like, you, you could have a reaction to this. I was like, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like you met, 
you met your wife that you're very happy with yeah. from like a show. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Is there anyone else that you've met where you're like, oh, you know what? This person gives me like so much value to my life. I'm so happy that I've met this person. Or anyone that you found that was amazing or cool, maybe an actor, maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Bear Grylls fan. Okay. Yeah, so Bear, Bear Grylls, when he kind of, well, I guess he would have always become Bear Grylls, right? But when, when, when he was 23, he climbed Mount Everest after my brother and, okay. and became the youngest Brit to summit Mount Everest and wrote that book facing up uh, in which he credited Mike, my brother, Mike um, with being the youngest Brit to have summited. And, and, you know, and it was, it was, it was quite touching. I was very young, uh, but he's always kind of been there for me. Cool. And he needn't have been right. So yeah. like, you know, through my, you know, when I was, when I, you know, I'd see him at events and stuff and he was too, he would always come up to me, always be very kind to me. Um, and, uh, he came on our six degrees podcast, you know, he was easily the biggest name at the time that we'd had on it. It probably was a gateway to others accepting to come on, you know, so yeah, he, yeah. he's always just been like, um, incredibly supportive of me. Um, and I've always been very grateful for that. Like, he's a lovely guy. Yeah. And, uh, we, we could be working on something together, uh, at the moment, hopefully for a project for next year, that would be really exciting. Um, and I just, yeah, just, you know, if he, if he ever was to hear this, you know, just big shout out to him. He, he's, he's just such a lovely guy. My wife won Mission Survive, yeah. his show. So he knows her as well. And he's always just taken a real kind of, you know, when people ask you questions about like, oh, you know, how's your family and stuff. And you think, oh. you know, it's, you know, it's every, every, everyone's, yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he like cares. Like he actually wants to know like yeah. how Vogue is and how are the kids and like he's a genuine person who's lovely. Um, so have I, I, I hold him in very high regard. That's good. That's mm. good. And what, what's next? Other than the business, like do you, is, there, is there anything you want to, because I know you're doing the ultra, and I know you love all this fitness stuff and jits, you're probably yeah. like slowly working towards like your purple belt, yeah. maybe competitions and all yeah. that stuff. Was there anything that you're like, oh, you know what? Because you can tell you're naturally like competitive, yeah. which is great. Yeah. I, I actually love competitive people. I just, I don't know. I just get along with them so well because you just want to surround yourself with those sort of people because it just pushes you. It's good you. energy, isn't it? Could it, being competitive as long as you're not bitter when you lose. Exactly. Um, no, next, I, look, I, I focus on the family. Um, you know, I, I love my family. Very lucky. Um, and, you know, I think business, the US side of the business, um, I would like to do more ultras. I just, I just, I really enjoyed the marathon. To sell. There's a few that I'm eyeing up that I'd like to do, uh, but just, just staying fit and healthy, mate, and 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 cracking on. You know, nothing. Uh, I, I feel like the plate's always quite full, so I just want to enjoy it. That's good, big man. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. No worries, brother. Everyone knows where to find you anyway. Yes, yeah. but you want to tell them anyway, and also. You got a big shout out at your company, bro. Where they can get it? That's yeah. super kind, man. So, so yeah, my my um my answer is at Spencer Matthews, and the company's is at Cleanco, um, all one word. So, yeah, and uh, the website is clean.co If you fancy your first non-alcoholic spirit, there you go. Boom! Thank you guys for listening. Peace and love. Thanks for coming on, bro. Cheers, guys.